DanielBritt.com. Well, if you like laughing, and, and I, I'd, I'd bet you do, uh, you're going to laugh a lot with this lady. She's such a delight, and we're going to be with her next week here in uh, Atlanta, in McDonough, as a matter of fact, Eagles Landing First Baptist, hosting a night with Shonda Pierce. Shonda, welcome to New Life FM. <laughs> How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm doing great. You doing okay? I'm doing really, really good. I just finished about a 14-hour drive to San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> but I'm doing good. At least I didn't have to drive. Right, right. Well, that's good. Uh, and, and you're on the, I guess you'd call it the comedy circuit, right, in, in the Christian I, world? I am. You know, if there is one in the Christian world, I'm I'm certainly on it. Um, but uh, comedy is a great universal thing. You mean, you mm. can... Um, I have some great friends who do club work, and I've done my share every now and then, and it's great to be salt and light in a dark place. Mm. And then comedy is just great. <laughs> As my pastor says, I get by with saying a whole lot more than he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. Well, do you think Christians are sometimes afraid of uh, laughing or uh, afraid of comedy? There was a time we were much more uh, afraid than we are now. I, I hope we've lost that stereotype. I do know that um, as as my career has progressed, I have seen the Christian world lighten up a little bit. Um, there's still some places, some geographically and denominationally, <laughs> that is probably less prone for comedy and. At the same time, comedians have to learn when and how to draw the line, even in the church world. Mm. Just because the comic is a Christian doesn't mean that they'll always line up with where you are in your faith journey or um, or that we have the same theologies. So mm. maybe some of the things that I think are really funny may not always be for, for all brothers and sisters across the universe. And so you do seem to tread... More, a little more carefully, a little more lightly than maybe the comics who are not as, uh, you know, outward with their faith. Hmm. I have always got into comedy just so that I could tell my testimony. Yeah. And uh, I really started out just telling my testimony. Everybody kept laughing. So then I decided <laughs> to be a comedian. <laughs> well, and, you know, I've got a friend of mine who says that, you know, when the Holy Spirit is doing a work in someone's life, you can tell it by the laughter of the redeemed. And it causes you to laugh in some inappropriate places at times, like <laughs> like right. a testimony. You're not supposed to laugh when somebody's telling your testimony. But I That's guess... exactly right. And, and therefore, you can see that the Christian world or the Christian market, for the last, lack of a better word, has learned to lighten up. And a lot of it is, as we as Christians allow God to control our lives more and more, then we begin to live our life in a much more grace-giving place, in a much more graceful place, so that the speaker and the listener are operating in a much more forgiving mode, and in a which is good because then a lot of times we forgive people because they really aren't that funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> hey, so so your start in it, uh, you mentioned it came through your testimony, uh, and yes. uh, give me an example then of. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, I guess if we have a testimony, then we share it. But right, what, right. did you well, have? When I first started out, a lot of my testimony was about that first initial salvation experience for me. Right. And for me, I got a job at a theme park in Nashville, Tennessee, and where I impersonated Minnie Pearl for six years. <laughs> and it gave me an interest and a start in the comedy world. And I, 
I found what the medicine of laughter is truly like. And uh, for me, I needed it desperately. Even though I had grown up in church, I'd grown up a preacher's kid, but my parents divorced as a teenager, and that was quite confusing for me. My father uh, just left and decided not to have a relationship with his family, and that was very difficult, especially after you'd sat under his preaching most all of your life. In in that time, was it was also a difficult time for our entire family because both my sisters, my only sisters, had been uh, one had been killed in a car wreck, and several months later, one died with leukemia. Hmm. And so my brother and I and my mother, we kind of relocated, we regrouped, we we uh, had to rebuild our, a lot of our thinking, our theologies, and our and how we felt about God and why He allowed us to travel this tough journey. And for me, I turned my back on all that I knew to be right and good and Christian. And in the process of finding comedy as a job, I found what the true medicine of laughter that God intended. And it changed my heart and it changed my life. And so later down down through the years, I began a career in sharing some of those funny stories uh, from my childhood. And yet to let people know it can only be God that a life finds joy and laughter after such a period of pain. And um, and it's been it's been medicine to my heart for 20 years. Well, like music, like music, uh, comedy falls in the same category. And I believe that if if music and comedy were only there for entertainment, that'd be well and good. That's great. We need that. Right. Uh, um, right. Absolutely. But what we get a double whammy because the other side is there's value in the inter, uh, in the comedy outside of the entertainment realm. And, yes. Uh, yeah. And same way with Christian yeah. music. Yeah, you're right. It's incredibly gifted and it's incredibly entertaining but yet always there's this great message that we get to hear within the lyrics that can sometimes be uh, uplifting encouraging it can teach us it can inspire us and through the holy spirit it can truly be an anointed time that that is life-changing and i pray that that's how com- christian comedy is viewed and and uh i just I just wish we had a devil ward. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we get nothing. <laughs> I know. I know. You really don't. Hey, uh, yeah, the gospel is obviously not bad news. Uh, it's good no. news. Yeah. But when you've got heavy stuff to talk about or, you know, I guess before you can hear the good news of the gospel, you've got to realize the bad news that we're sinners and we're messed up. Have you found that comedy is a way that you can, um, when you've got something heavy to t- tell someone, comedy is the way you can get the stinger in without it hurting too bad? It is for me, and especially right now. I I don't know if you've heard this, but about three years ago, I was diagnosed as clinically depressed. Which, if you aren't make a living as a comedian, that'll really throw a kink in the whole thing. I, I went through a very dark time, and and I I will battle that perhaps the rest of my life, unless the Lord chooses to heal. And God is a great healer. He does a wonderful job healing our bodies and our minds, and I am here today because of his healing. I am also here because he allowed me the path of healing through doctors and counselors and wonderful folks to help me regulate this disease in my mind and in my brain chemistry just as if he uses, just like he uses insulin and uh, heart blood, you know, blood pressure medicine to keep our hearts regulated. Hmm. Sometimes God chooses to heal in that way, and that's how it's been in my journey of depression. And at the same time, I guess in my naivete, I just didn't realize that we still carried a sad stigma about depression in the church world. And uh, and it was 
you know, news to me. I, I thought we had kind of gotten beyond that. But um, I get emails, and I understand people's theologies that they don't quite understand that the brain is an organ, yeah. just like your heart or your pancreas or your liver, and 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 it has chemistry to it that that has to get help sometimes, just like other organs in our body. And I. And I, but I understand people don't always understand that. And the great thing, you're right, about comedy is it allows us to have a chuckle and open the door and crack open our thinking just a little bit to perhaps lighten up the stigma about mental illness or depression or, or anything else in our lives. And then once we are, our hearts have been opened to chuckle and laugh and our understanding has then been opened up a little bit. And you'd be surprised at the mail and the letters I get about people struggling with this same type of issue that they they uh, appreciative of somebody, especially who is devout in their faith, saying, this is where I struggle, and this is my ongoing physical ailment right now, and I'm praying God heals. But until he does, uh, in a miraculous way, he is healing daily through through medicine and the help that I get from my counselor and my pastor's support. And and sometimes we just need to hear somebody articulate what we've been struggling with or thinking all along. Well, this interview, it was timed just perfectly because we had it scheduled uh, to talk about the concert in McDonough next Saturday night on March 24th with you at Eagles Landing First Baptist. But then today in the mail, uh, Howard Books sent us uh, the latest copy of your book titled Laughing in the Dark. And I got to flip through it. I haven't read the whole thing yet, but I've read through several of these chapters and Shonda, I'm reading stuff that back to the beginning of what you were talking about. Some of us don't understand depression, and I, I'm reading things. I'm thinking, Shonda, I don't believe I'd have said that. But you know, <laughs> uh, have you found it hard to come out as an as a public figure like you are? I mean, obviously you're diagnosed, and your family yeah. would know that. And in the quiet, yeah. you would know that that you're struggling with this. But did you ever think about just putting on a, a happy face and not telling the world about it? Um, I try to do that all every night the first half of the concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. One, this is my job. This is what I do. Um, there are, there have been days, however, that my illness would not allow me, and, and until I could get better or stronger, and at the same time, the world, the the comedy world. You do have to put on a happy. If I walked into a comedy club tonight and all I talked about was my illness, you'd get booed or heckled. You, you certainly probably wouldn't get a paycheck. Yeah, right. What I'm praying is that in the Christian world, if we can't be honest there, then I am in the wrong place. I'm in the wrong market. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> because I, surely, at least anywhere at all, that we could tell honestly what's going on in our personal lives and our private lives, we should be able to do that in the Christian world. You know, we have a horrible time when we frown upon some of our favorite Christian artists and we find that in their personal life they've had a fallen issue or they have sinned or they have, uh, you know, disgraced us in some way or disgraced God. What's incredible about God, you cannot disgrace him. You can't over-grace him. He does, he does more you know, uh, through us and with us in spite of ourselves than we could ever imagine. It's the same thing with any type of illness or depression. We don't look at Joni 
Hada Erickson and say, where's your faith? Why don't you get up out of that wheelchair and mm. walk? Right. No, we are incredibly uh, inspired of what God is doing in her life, irregardless of her illness or her pain or, or the suffering that she's been through on this earth. That in itself is what teaches us this is not heaven, and we will continue to struggle. The Bible says we will have troubles uh, and tribulations in this world. But it also says that God, Christ, has overcome this world. And so it gives us hope for uh, the next life, and it gives us hope to navigate through this one. And I am navigating through depression, and some days are better than others. But, um, you know, <laughs> and I pray when I'm there on the 24th, it's not going to be a sad and somber moment. If anybody's ever seen a Shonda concert... We'll have a rip-roaring time, but somewhere in the night, I will have to sit and be totally honest with the crowd and say, this is where I've been struggling, and this is how good God is that he gets us through it every single day. Uh, just remind me, what, what year were you diagnosed? Oh, it's about three, four years ago. How, how long ago was that? What year are we in now? I, we're in 07 <laughs> now. <laughs> I, I About 2004 and five is when I, I started struggling, and I went to see a doctor and, and was diagnosed. But um, and it's you know, and it's been really uh, you know, especially through the power of what God's allowed us to learn in medicine, it's been really good, and I've done a good job. You have good days and bad. People who struggle with depression, as they well know, because yep. menopause ain't over in a week, and <laughs> it's an ongoing process for a while. No, you're right. Hey, uh, in your latest DVD is called A Piece of My Mind. Um, yes. Tell me about that. We've been giving away copies of it. Will some of that be incorporated into the uh, concert? Most definitely. And whenever I do a video, and I've done, you know, five or six and blessed that they have little gold records on the wall, but whenever I've done a concert, the Lord always gives me the ending of a DVD before I ever get the beginning. Yeah. I always, the Lord seems to lay on my heart what is true and honest. And of where I am. And the peace of my mind is at a time when you think your mind is falling apart and failing you. And uh, whether it's menopause or just plain old depression or or you've gone through a grief period that you can't seem to get through. And the peace of my mind really is about what God can do even through folks who feel depressed. And it has been a real blessing to me to learn that God deals with fact and and not just feeling. And uh, when we begin to approach God in a more factual and disciplined and real way and not base it on our worship experience or the feelings of euphoria when we leave a wonderful, you know, wonderful concert or worship experience, we can't live like that all the time. And so it's been really good for me to, uh, that I come from a charismatic and Pentecostal church, but it's been good for me to learn that I can deal with God in true, real, factual ways not just in the way that I feel, because sometimes we don't feel so great. <laughs> and uh, and if we allow that feeling to be our basis for our relationship with God, we're going to be in trouble. And that's a lot of what peace of my mind is about. But yet we approach it in hopefully a real funny and lighthearted way. And yet mingled in there with the music and the fun and the laughter, I hope is a message that people take away that, one, if they are depressed, they they can understand God through it. And two, if you have a loved one who is in that place and you've been one that 
just tells them to snap out of it and go to the mall. Maybe this will give you an education. <laughs> so true. Hey, and you're right. You got to affirm the truth over your feelings, and uh, you got to go back to scripture when you don't when you don't feel it. You got to believe it. And um, that's exactly uh, right. I, in the book, I talk about. You rehearse in the dark what you learned in the light. I love that. And that is you just speak to the devil and speak to what he's trying to do in your mind and tell him he's lying to mm-hmm. you. And uh and and you just look you live by facts. Absolutely. Listen, uh I keep calling this a concert. Is that accurate? I, well, I guess it is. It is as my pastor says, my my concerts are events because you never know what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> but it is very much, a, a, I hope, a time that seems a little more intimate than than being talked to or sang to. Mm-hmm. I hope it's an interactive experience that we all will have felt his presence, that he's so faithful to show up to give. So you're an author, you're a comedian, and uh, our listeners know you're a singer and a good one. And you'll it be singing something. Sounds some like too. I can't hold down a job, I know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's good insurance, though. That's uh, right. I got one to fall back on if the other one fails me. <laughs> uh, I assume you grew up in church singing. I did. You know, preachers' kids, you have to learn to sing the special and teach Sunday school by the time you're four. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I want to go back to comedy, talking about it as an as an art form. And you mentioned uh, doing the clubs and stuff. Uh, typically, when I think about the comedy scene, and especially in the secular sense, I think about what I see on Comedy uh, Network, you know, the Comedy Channel. You you see all these clubs with the little round tables, and a lot of times it's, it's bar-type settings. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I remember the first club experience I did, it, it was smoke-free night somewhere, and they just <laughs> they wanted to try something and have a Christian artist in. And <laughs> I asked them if they could turn off the neon Michelob sign since my mother was there, and they just laughed and chuckled. The sweet thing is, mixed in there was a crowd who was used to seeing me, which is mostly a Christian market. Mm -hmm. They mixed and mingled in with folks who are just accustomed to going to the comedy club. What was great about that night is the saints and the sinners mingled together. Mm -hmm. And one, we all began to love one another. And and what was so sweet is one of the bartenders got saved. And it was just a sweet blessing. Of course, they didn't sell hardly any liquor since there's so many Christians in there. Um, but it was just a, an interesting mix. But it really did teach me that I believe if Jesus was walking in the flesh on the earth today, he would probably be spending a little time in a, Christ, in a, in a comedy club somewhere trying to pray for and love on people that, that need him most. Um, I don't know that he would spend a whole lot of time hanging out at a Women of Faith conference because the Holy Spirit's kind of got that covered. Uh, and so it, it is an interesting concept. I don't get invited often anymore. And a lot of that is, well, a lot of that, tell you the truth, I don't want to sound bragging, but a lot of it is a blessing only because those clubs only hold about a hundred people or so. And, mm. and I'm at a place in my life where a few more than that will come see me. Sure. And cool. so, so I just can't fit in there, but I do admire and love those sweet Christian artists who are still there keeping it clean. And that's one of the most impressive things in the comedy world is for somebody to come up to you, a producer or a TV person or a, or just a comedy lover and they go, there's something different about you because you didn't cuss. <laughs> and and then is your open door to say, well, yeah, there is. I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and it's brought a lot of moral 
and uh, ideas to my life that helps me keep live a much more cleaner life, and I sleep better at night. And so it gives you a chance to to witness in a real loving and tender way. And and uh, and you'd be surprised some of the things that are happening in green rooms across the country where Christian artists are beginning to mingle. We've got wonderful Christians on sitcoms now, and that I've got to meet down through the years that love Jesus and God's placed them in a in a tough place, and we need to keep them in our prayers. You know, Ashana, I can't help but believe that if, like you said, if Jesus were around today, he'd be hanging out in some pretty interesting places and places we might not even uh, imagine him hanging out. Right, you know, that's right. Look at his track record in the Bible and places he went to. Um, we wouldn't be caught there a lot of times. But have you found it, even though I, I agree with you, have you found it to be risky uh, working in the uh, Christian circles? It is sometimes. You know, um, I... I if I was brand new at this craft and trying to kind of, for the lack of a better word, make it in the Christian market, it does become a real risky thing. I am blessed that I've been at this for almost 15, 16 years now. I have enough printed material in books that I've written, enough videos that if people cannot see my heart and they have not heard, uh, I hope, the depth of my walk with the Lord, um, if they can't trust me by now, then 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 they never will. They will just always question what I do. So I am blessed that there there's enough out there to check me out to know that you know what she's got a heart for God and and she must have a reason for being there and God's really placed it on her heart. I'm going to trust her that she and God are up to something, and and I I hope that's true about my career. And then sometimes it is just going to make people roll their eyes or wonder. And if that's the case, I I cannot be their judge either. I, there's nothing I could do to prove to them where I am with the Lord or what he's doing in my life. And nor should I be trying to. The person I have to can, uh, be accountable to every single night is the Lord Jesus and what he's doing in my life. Secondly, it's my husband and my family and my pastor and my local church and my commitment to them and and with their prayers and their support, it is interesting sometimes where the God will God will have me walk or have any of us walk. Um, and so, uh, you know, I remember being in a, I think it was Austin, Texas, years ago, and a and a fella came to the altar and wanted to pray through, and and it was, you know, it's, it was a quite surprising thing because come to find out, he was one of those Chippendale dudes, oh, <laughs> and he was saying how he knows he's going to have to quit his job. And my comment was, let's get the salvation experience settled and then we'll see what God has you do. Hmm. You 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 know, we have a tendency when someone gets saved on Sunday, we want them to teach a Sunday school class the next week. Yeah, you're right. And they're not ready. And yeah. God has to mature and mold and we also have to take our hands off and let God do it. Well, I'm Daniel Britt, and my guest today is Shonda Pierce. She's going to be with us next Saturday night, Eagles Landing First Baptist, and uh, New Life FM will be there with our booth set up. You can come by and win some great prizes, but we'd love to meet you and uh, love for you to get to see Shonda live and in person. Saturday night, 6 o'clock, Eagles Landing First Baptist. You can find out more about it at newlife.fm. Now, Shonda, I'm going to mention, just as an example, if somebody needs to see your credentials. I'm going to mention a few of these names and, and tell me your affiliation with them and how you were able to work oh, with them. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Sandy Patty, just a few oh, years ago. That's my girlfriend. I toured yeah. with her. I invited her out here on the road after I'd heard her testimony as her as she is coming closer to the Lord after a tough time in her life. And 
Man, call her up. Call her up. She'll give you an opinion real quick of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. That's cool. And you guys did a tour together. Uh, girls are back in we, town? Yes, it was awesome. Actually, it was one of those, you know, everybody felt quite successful about it. But what the Lord did by teaching us about grace so that we could talk to a crowd about grace, and what a voice. Oh, yeah. my goodness, yeah. what a voice that woman has. Uh, Gaither. Bill Gaither, uh, Bill and Gloria, and the videos. We see you on oh, there. Oh, my mother thinks I'm going to heaven now because I've been on Bill Gaither videos. <laughs> it is just an incredible experience to go in a room and hear the icons, for the lack of a better word, of the beginnings of Christian music. Oh, right. Right. you know, what a blessing. And I was like a little giddy kid. I got more autographs that day than I, than I <laughs> you know, needed to. And, and it looked like uh, when you sing for those those other Christian professional entertainers that that um they were getting ministered by your stories and your testimony oh we're all supportive of one another but yeah we do it is to me it's a lot like uh you know those old church services where you'd have somebody give a testimony and then another person give a testimony and you begin to cry with them you begin to cheer for them and that is truly how it probably needs to be more and more in our industry yeah and the final uh Association that I've got uh, close to you, Women of Faith. Uh, Women of Faith. You know, for 10 years I have been kind of a comedian with them and for them, and it's been a huge blessing to my career. But I, weekend after weekend, you can't help but be stirred and drawn closer to the Lord by standing in a, uh, in a room where 20,000 women are praising Him, singing to Him, and and loving on God and letting Him love on us, it's life-changing. Just that alone, not to mention what the great speakers and all that they teach you and all that you hear, but it has been a great blessing. As a matter of fact, this weekend I'm at the National Women of Faith Conference, and and I probably won't be with them for a year or so, but every now and then, every other year, they'll have me back and invite me, and I just, I can't, I can't tell you, I enjoy it more than anybody else that buys a ticket. <laughs> and, you know, I think what people uh, enjoy, I won't say most, but I'll say probably you have heard that people don't care what you talk about. And you could tell the most boring story in the world. They just want to hear you talk and they enjoy to hear your voice. Wait. I hear that. My kids will even say that when we go shopping or to the mall or something. And I'm not I'm not a real recognizable person, but around my neck of the woods, especially since I've been on the Grand Ole Opry often. Yeah. People know who I am, but what's so funny, when I go to a mall, the kids will go, Mom, we only have 20 minutes in here, so don't talk. <laughs> see, they know, as long as no one hears my voice, they won't recognize me. <laughs> where Where are you from? Obviously the South, right? I grew up in South Carolina, to mm-hmm. tell you the truth, but yeah. I have lived in Tennessee now for 30-something years, so I went from Southern dialect to hillbilly, so somewhere <laughs> in between is is my voice. <laughs> And how old are your kids? My daughter is 23 and getting ready to go to medical school, and my son is 17. He's a senior in high school. So we're almost empty nesters. And to tell you the truth, I thought I would weep and wail when the kids left, but David and I are counting the days. <laughs> yeah, <bet. laughs> That's cool. Well, you got a website where we can keep up to date with you and invade your privacy? Oh, please do. www.shonda.com. <laughs> Dot O-R-G. Come by and see me, and I really do answer my mail. Shonda. That uh, that name, it tricks. Every time I type it in the computer, it wants to change it to Honda. 
And, oh, uh, always. I, or people want to put an R in it all the time, Chandra. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I don't know where Mother came up with it. I used to laugh and tell people, my daddy drove a Chevy and my mom liked Honda, so it <laughs> came up Shonda. Well, it's Shonda.org. Uh, C-H-O-N-D-A. And again, I'm an organization. That's right. And, uh, and you do a great job with, with what you do, the comedy and the music and all the events around the country. And we'll look for you next weekend in McDonough. Eagles Landing, First Baptist, 6 o'clock the showtime. And if you need more information about tickets or uh, directions to the church, you can find that when you go to our website, which is newlife.fm. Shonda, you're a delight. Let's do it again. Thank you so much. Miss Minnie used to say, come see us. We'll treat you so many different ways. You're bound to like one of them. <laughs> hey, we'll buy it.